This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McKee Jr. Today is Thursday, July the 1st. Just about 1.30 in the afternoon here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Was on vacation last week, family vacation uh, in Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Uh, it was such a blessed vacation. I had told multiple people, including my wife and my and my uh, my earthly mother, I said, you know, the miraculous infant Jesus just keeps telling me it's going to be a great vacation. And he delivered. It was such a peaceful and wonderful vacation uh, filled with just so much joy. It was it was awesome. So and uh, and if I, it was just it was great spending time with family. It was it was awesome. It was really a wonderful vacation. So the month of June, as I've talked about, is dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus. That just came to a completion the month of June. Just yesterday, last night at midnight, uh, I had intentions of getting the podcast in for the month of June. Uh, last night, scheduling just didn't work out as I, I had hoped. In any event, this message is the final message for the month of June, if you will, related to the sacred heart of Jesus. The church celebrates the most precious blood is dedicated. The church dedicates the entire month of July in a very special way to the most precious blood of Jesus. Next week for the month of July, all messages will have to do with the precious blood devotion. I assure you, if you don't know about the precious blood devotion, you must tune in. You absolutely, it's a game changing devotion. It's the most recent of the devotions. It was given in the late nineties to the early two thousands. Fully approved by the church. It was given in West Africa, Nigeria, to a young man named Barnabas. Jesus appeared. Everything runs so harmonious with the divine mercy, with the sacred heart, with the holy face. You will recognize our Lord's voice in all of these devotions and in these prayers. Tune in next week for that. This week, is I'm talking about the sacred heart of Jesus. And I, as I promised, I would talk in this message about what is the desires or what it what does the sacred heart of Jesus want you know if you've been following this podcast and you've consecrated yourself to the sacred heart of Jesus through the last few messages the consecration prayer has been included in that it's a very brief but powerful prayer I've been using the one primarily written by the priest of the sacred heart out of Wisconsin if we're going to be consecrated to the sacred heart of Jesus then we have an obligation to want to fulfill the desires of the, of the sacred heart of Jesus. I told you that last week, or, the, or pardon me, two weeks ago, last podcast, I would share with you what are the great desires of the sacred heart of Jesus. Now, the sacred heart has many desires, but one of the great desires that I'm going to get into today will probably catch you off guard. If I asked you right now, what do you think are the desires of the sacred heart of Jesus the, 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 at the highest levels. You may list three or four things. I won't even fill them in. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's a high probability on your list, you're not going to have what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm not talking about this on my own volition. I'm taking this from the words of Jesus Christ. So I'm looking right here to the gold narrow book, the Holy Face Devotions given in the 1840s in Tours, France. What else happened in Tours, France in the 1670s? The Sacred Heart apparitions, right? So you may be saying, so the Holy Face apparitions, I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. You may say, what's that have to do with the Sacred Heart? 
What does the golden arrow devotion, the holy face devotion, what does that have to do with the sacred heart? Has everything to do with the sacred heart because the devotion itself stems from the ultimate desires of the sacred heart of Jesus. What is this? Well, in order to understand the desires of the sacred heart of Jesus, I think it would make sense to first understand what is wounding in a poisonous way the most sacred heart of Jesus, and then you will understand what the desires are. So I'm going to read both. I am taking this this message again. Last, actually, two weeks ago, I talked about this book. I've done many messages on the holy face apparitions and the golden arrow. Two weeks ago, I talked about now about never separating the two holy hearts of the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. I took that verbatim from the golden arrow. So I sit here today and I'm reading again the golden arrow. 1840s. August 26, 1843, Jesus appearing to sister Mary of St. Peter. Perhaps one day we'll be saying St. Mary of St. Peter. I have a feeling. In any event, I want you to hear this. Matter of fact, let me read. This is going to take a moment, but I assure you this will wake you up. And I did a message a couple years ago called one of the worst habits that must be broken. This is arguably... The worst habit that must be broken. I'm going to read verbatim from this book. Reading on page 112, if you're following along with me. 112 and 113. Even part part of 114. On August 26, 1843, the day after the Feast of St. Louis, the Crusader against blasphemy. There was a terrible storm during which I felt the justice of an angry God as I had never before felt in my life, kneeling so that my forehead touched the ground. I ceaselessly offered our Savior Jesus Christ to his eternal Father for the expiation of my sins and for the needs of Holy Church. Since one of the nuns in our convent experienced on that day the same emotion as I did, when the hour for evening prayer arrived, I placed myself in spirit at the foot of the cross and approaching our Lord familiarly, I spoke to him about the incident of the storm. After that, I asked him to tell me the reason why I felt so strongly on that day, the roused anger of his eternal father. Although recently I had experienced much ardent in prayer. Now, as soon as I addressed our Savior, he at once relaxed his manner toward me and said, My daughter, I've heard your sighs and your groans. I have also witnessed your ardent desire to glorify me which desire does not spring from yourself, for it is I who have given it birth in your soul. Then gathering the powers of my soul, our Lord opened his heart to me and said, My name is everywhere blasphemed. There are even children who blaspheme. Jesus then made me see that this frightful sin wounds his divine heart more grievously then all their sins showing me how by blasphemy the sinner curses him to his face, attacks him publicly, nullifies his redemption, and pronounces his own judgment and condemnation. Although then made me visualize the act of blasphemy as a poisoned arrow continually wounding his divine heart. After that, he revealed to me that he wanted to give me a golden arrow, which would have the power of wounding him delightfully. It should also heal those other wounds inflicted by the malice of sinners. The following is the formula of the golden arrow, which is an act of praise, that our Lord himself dictated to me, notwithstanding my unworthiness, for the reparation of blasphemy against his holy name. Here's the prayer, the golden arrow. I'm going to read this prayer verbatim. I will tell you this. In this book, Jesus promises, promises, 
If you commit yourself to saying this prayer, which I'm about to read, the golden arrow, Jesus promises the choicest blessings. Think about that for a second. The ones that you really want. The ones that your heart is desiring the most. The best blessings. The choicest blessings. Jesus is promising if you commit yourself to this devotion, the golden arrow. Preferably saying it a number of times a day. Preferably in the, in the company of others, actually. Jesus says uh, in a very specific way, since blasphemy is a public crime, our Lord desires in his most ardent way that this would be made, this reparation would be made not just privately, but yet publicly. Uh, if you're not in the position to make it publicly in, in, a, in a church, in the presence of in one or two others, I would think would also, in a great way, honor the Lord in this way. There are times where private prayer is uh, required and, and is preferred, and there are times when public prayer, in this sense, as Jesus is saying, has a preference, and this is one of these times. So here's the prayer of the golden arrow. May the most holy, most, matter of fact, I'll say with the sign of the cross, make it in the, in the proper way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The golden arrow. Please join me if, if you know this prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible and unutterable name of God be always praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all the creatures of God and by the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. Now, before I continue to read a few things, if you're wondering what Jesus referred to by blasphemy, in a very specific way, we're getting the answer here. Second commandment. What's the second commandment? Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. What does that mean? Don't waste his name. Don't take it in vain. Certainly don't use it in a way where it's, it's blasphemous in any, in any way. But even just don't take it in vain is what Jesus is saying. Don't waste it. Too many, I'm telling you, it's one of the worst habits. I talk to people all the time who are faithful people. And I'm not judging. I'm just stating the fact that they, they have a horrible habit. And, they'll, and just conversationally, conversationally, they blaspheme time and again, time and again, time and again. This is a trick that the enemy is using against that person to have them offend God. And, it's, and, and we find out in this book, we find out in this book, and I, I have a minute to get into this. Jesus says that drunkards and people that are immoral and all sorts of things, they're led by all kinds of demons. But blasphemers themselves, Jesus says, that herd is led, as Jesus says, by Lucifer himself because that's how much that's how much the devil wants to use blasphemy to offend God from souls so I urge you with everything you have with everything you have if you love Jesus if you love God if you want to see blessings one, stop blaspheming. Don't be surprised. It's the second commandment. And two, make reparation. Make reparation. Make this prayer, the golden arrow. Jesus also says this. If you don't have the opportunity, Jesus says this. Say this. He says, oh, what great merit 
you will acquire by saying even once in a spirit of blasphemy. Admirable is the name of God. Admirable is the name of God. Admirable is the name of God. Jesus says that. That's a great way to praise the holy name of God. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, January. We're actually at my, uh, my dad's uh, birthday party. And we're driving home. My wife and I, was fortunately, it wasn't snowing, but it was a torrential downpour. I mean, we couldn't even barely get on the highway. It was so bad. Couldn't see, really. I mean, I barely, I, we could see just enough, but there was a few moments that were very, uh, very dicey, as they say. Almost had an accident or two. Seriously. On the ride home, after we almost got an accident, I, I, I began to, I made the sign of the cross to my wife, and we just said, probably at least 100 times, um, that prayer. Admirable is the name of God. Admirable is the name of God. Admirable is the name of God. What happened? The rain slowed dramatically. Still rained, but dramatically slowed to the point where it was safe. It was safe. In other words, we went from a distressing situation within just moments to a very safe situation. Probably took about three minutes. And we continue to pray the rest of the way. I can't, I, there's so many times, so many times I've praised the holy name of God in that way and something good immediately happens. Just saying that. So many different times. So, so don't be surprised if you see great blessings if you praise the holy name of God. Why? Because the sacred heart of Jesus wants you to do this. Now, if you're saying, no, I'll tell you this. Now. Jesus said this, be careful to utilize this grace because I shall demand an account of it from you. And at that moment, I believe I saw streaming from the sacred heart of Jesus, delightfully wounded by this golden arrow torrents of grace for the conversion of sinners. This vision encouraged me to address our Savior's followers. My Lord, are you then giving me charge of blasphemers? But it was not then that the will of the Savior to disclose anything further to me on this subject. Moving into the, into uh, that was August 26, 1843. November 3rd, 1843. This is, I told you, in order to understand the desires of the sacred heart of Jesus, we first had to understand what is harming the sacred heart of Jesus. And we just found that out. Well, in a very direct way, so that you don't think I'm uh, just drawing all my own conclusions. Listen to what Jesus has to say here. November 3rd, 1843, just a few months after that. Jesus said this. Since the community prays for the fulfillment of the designs of my sacred heart, it is only right that it should have the honor of giving birth to this new devotion, the work of reparation, making me understand that we are to promote this work by the means of the press, that is, by printing and circulating the prayers of reparation for blasphemy. Then something very extraordinary, most difficult to explain, took place within me. I felt my soul deposited in the heart of Jesus as though surrounded by the fire of his love. It seemed to me for some moments that my soul had left my miserable body in order to become reunited to its God, vividly conscious that God was both the principle and the end of my being. My soul felt itself happily lost in God. In this state, I felt myself unable to act. Yet interiorly, I continue to pray, saying, My God, how wonderful are your works. 
Amen. That was from page 119 to 120 of the gold marrow. The point I'm making, the point that I do make, is that this is, this is, these are the desires of the sacred heart of Jesus. As a matter of fact, in this book also, Jesus talks about by making reparation, by making reparation through this way. If you're wondering, by saying the gold marrow, by praising the holy name of God, we are, in fact, Jesus is honoring the holy hearts of Jesus and Mary. We are actually honoring the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. Why? Because Jesus said they're so wounded by blasphemy. So as we turn the page in the months of the church from the sacred heart of Jesus to the most precious blood of Jesus, let us be committed to fulfilling the desires of the sacred heart of Jesus. Understanding that one of the great desires of the sacred heart of Jesus is to make reparation for blasphemy against the holy name of Almighty God. In a very pragmatic way, I urge you to do this every day, every day. Not because I said it, but because Jesus says it in this book. Every day, say in our Father, Hail Mary, glory be, in honor of the holy face of Jesus, and say the gold marrow a certain amount of times. Whether it be five, that's what you can say, in, the, in honor of the holy wounds of Jesus. If you have more time, you can say it 24 times for the hours of the day. If you can say it 33 times and honor the years of our Lord. Whatever you feel is what you're being called to say. Sometimes I say five, sometimes I say more. It depends upon situation. Sometimes I say three. Depends upon what the day, you know, what the, what the day unfolds. Sometimes I say it uh, 19 in honor of St. Joseph. Sometimes I'll say 40 in honor of the sacrifices of Jesus. You get my point. I assure you, Jesus should be kept at his word. And if Jesus promises the choicest blessings for those who make reparation in honor of the holy name of Almighty God in this way, you'll receive the choicest blessings you will rejoice. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting, and sharing the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.